0: podcast
1: we're back
0: another week with the great rakib and i'm
2: I'm an okay rakib i think now you're the great rakib Uh, come on you're one of the best yeah Yeah. uh, you're the only rakib my mom says i'm handsome (laughs) (laughs) your mom says i'm handsome that's that's true she's
1: she's a little
2: pervy (laughs) that (laughs) way
0: we came back with you guys for another week of comedy and i don't know what introspection gibberish rabbit, rabbit hole
2: yeah, talking about ways we want to die, maybe, yet again. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. Sorry about the depression last week. Yeah, was... The depression was great with us. Yeah, no. But it is 2020, so I feel like that's part of the course at this point. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know that meme that they show that there's a dog sitting in the house on fire? Yeah. And it says, it's fine? Yeah. I saw in a new one, somebody yeah. did a new illustration of that. Yeah. And his dog is screaming, it's not <laughs> it's not okay. It's not okay. And then the house is burned to the crisp. Yeah. And he just
2: sits there and starts sobbing. <laughs> I like to think that's what my shrink is sketching on his pad. Uh, Whenever he's talking to me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever been to therapy? <laughs> uh. Yeah, yeah, I think so But it, think I don't, so? It, it wasn't like knock, knock, who's there? Therapy. <laughs> It's therapy <laughs> Sit down <laughs> We're going to talk about why you want to have sex with your mom
0: Fucking Freud
2: <laughs> He's like, no, it's okay Everybody wants to fuck your mom too Everybody <laughs> Your mom is very famous <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we have a list it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a waiting list For your mom So those were not the friends
0: of my mom yeah. No? No, no. They were more like clients. Like, <laughs>
1: were,
2: who paid for your own uh, university, who, you would. Who fuck. do you think play, pays for the sessions? Yeah. It's it's paid in Punani. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> People in Europe are all about the Puntang. <laughs> <laughs> this
2: turned into a really weird rendition of Bruno all of a sudden. <laughs> Uh, have yeah, have you been to the? Yeah, yeah, we're we're good to go. And right. no, have you been to the shrink? I I did. It was um, anyway. We can discuss it if you don't want to. No, no, it's it. fine. It was about my weight, obviously. So oh. it's like, why? Do well, you, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> 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 he says while well, I'm denting my bed with my ass. <laughs> um, he it was it's just about like why do I go out and eat so much? Yeah, right. And it's and I we both came to the conclusion that it's not really about the food. I feel guilty for sitting in a comfortable spot and not ordering anything. So I order one thing, and then I order another thing, and then I order another thing. And the next thing you know, I'm eating like a debauched French king. And all because I just want to sit in an air-conditioned room uh, with a with a chair that won't, you know, give me deep vein thrombosis yeah. for long periods of time. Because I just want to be in a place that's comfortable and people like... Clean it, more or less. In a in a way, it, it should help in theory. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the whole problem with eating is that it it's kind of an addiction when you're overdoing it. Mm-hmm. But unlike other addictions, you have to do it three times a day. Yeah. Or two, or at least one time a day. And that's very complicated because if you're hooked on heroin, for instance, <laughs> you can't go... I gotta do my my three square heroines a day. Yeah, you know, you can't just quit cold. You can't quit food cold turkey. Yeah, so that can be a bit of a problem.
1: Mm. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, I actually, uh, I, I mean, haven't dealt with weight issues in any way, or mm-hmm. something like that at all. Um, <laughs> Uh, but like you mentioned, like I think it was last week, you told me that we were talking about suddenly you go on a bender. Yeah. And after it's over, you realize what you did. Yeah. And yeah. like to a layman like me who has no fucking clue what the
1: right.
0: eating disorder could right. be possibly, it's like, uh, oh, it's your will Like you're doing it by. Your will that you're right. doing it. You have complete control over what you're doing. Right. Uh, while it can actually sometimes be much more deeper than that, and it could be suddenly like you lose your self into actually. Start eating, binging, and then finally coming out the other side, gaining weight. Well, yeah. I, to my as I said, I thought it's a like willpower shit. Mm-hmm. I, I think like Joe Rogan also believes that as well a, a little yeah. bit, which was annoying. But I right uh, not annoying. Like, I mean that's the world he comes from. It's like no, you if you have the willpower right. to change it up, then you will mm-hmm. do it. But at the same time, it's like it, some people are. It's something that it can just suddenly take over you, I, su- mm-hmm. I, I suppose.
2: I mean, you can put yeah. me on that. It's it's this weird habitual thing that you autopilot your way through. Yeah. And you know it's not just the substance because it can happen for things that aren't substances at all, like uh, gambling or porn, right? You yeah. Not consuming anything into your body. No. But you get caught in this weird cycle of and pattern where. It's so ingrained in your daily routine that you do it even without thinking. Yeah. And if you don't do it, the, the back of your head, you go to yourself and think, something's missing, something's mm-hmm. really wrong. And so you go back to the habit because it's like if you don't, you, uh, you, you just walk around all day long thinking thinking something is wrong or something's missing. It's like a very subtle form of OCD. Yeah, I know what you do. I know
0: what you mean. Uh, yeah. I uh, I haven't had the that sort of an addiction per se. Mm. Um, there was a period in my life that I was bored shitless that I would mm. actually I used to like I used to like just go on either a movie mm-hmm. or a pornography or something, but something excessive mm-hmm. for five minutes, mm-hmm. just like so not not even to have any uh, kick out of it. Mm-hmm. I would just like click on to see something Mm. to cause a bit of buzz
2: that's exactly into my
0: head yeah yeah to give that bit of an endorphin rush they call yeah. it they, they, they give me that bit of an endorphin going like mm-hmm. like I would only like as I said it's like like imagine you go into pornography you will get aroused mm-hmm. I wasn't even going there to get aroused I wouldn't have even got aroused mm-hmm. I would just like see that two second excessive then I would just continue with my work mm-hmm. then I was like what the fuck am I doing with this mm-hmm. then I realized oh I don't have anything else really going right. on in my life yeah and I'm using that and I'm bored really bored yeah and I'm using that as a means to get a kick, right. basically, get some sort of a endorphin, endorphin rush that you can get it from. And ad- for the lack of a better word, an adventure mm. or a new experience. So mm-hmm. then I was like, ah, oh, fuck. And it wasn't an addiction. It was, like, it was immediately for me. I was like, all right, oh, my, my time. I have a lot of free time on my end, which mm-hmm. I'm not using. And I might as well fill it up with stuff. So yeah. I started filling up my time with other stuff.
2: I think this is the reason why we try out all of these, like, somewhat difficult hobbies. Like, the podcasting right now, it requires travel, setup... You know, the arranging of furniture. But it gives you something to do. Otherwise, you're just going to be having a staring contest with the ceiling. And yeah. occasionally, you win. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when you win, then yeah. that's, that, that's when you know you fucked up yeah, every yeah. time in your life.
2: You think to yourself, ah... You came shit. out of the other side. Yeah. That's it. The abyss is staring back at me. And yeah. even the abyss is going... <laughs> And get some help. <laughs> if the abyss is feeling bad for you, you <laughs> yeah. really need help. The abyss is like, been- are you okay? Yeah. You need someone to talk to. Yeah. You know... <laughs> not me though I'm sick of you already you've been yeah. staring at me sure. for the past four months Yeah, I haven't, I haven't blinked for four months my yeah. eyes are watering yeah. the fuck you want from me <laughs> I look like I got the red eyes of Snoop Dogg after a weed bender just <laughs> find a shrink you know <laughs> get, get a girlfriend or a boyfriend or yeah. something in between <laughs> hell get a, get a pet but don't fuck it I don't yeah. know kiss something fuck something yeah. do something do something <laughs> yeah so long as it's not illegal or you're not setting shit on fire yeah. that should have be set on fire you know yeah
0: i know it's weird so yeah. you kind of like start filling up the time and you kind of <laughs> and then it just goes away so immediately you're like ah, oh, okay yeah.
2: i was bored i was really really bored. i was bored. just really bored i think
0: it was i kind of had also realization as like uh, uh, i think it was an issue that i was waiting for others yeah to reach out to do something while mm-hmm. i wasn't like I like my fun was to, in my head was constructed by this idea that it's going to be um, such and such is going to call me and we're going to go out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, there was no idea of a initiation Mm -hmm. by myself Mm -hmm. or to think what am I interested in doing Mm -hmm. and to actually start doing it Mm -hmm. Um, or I invite others to go out Mm -hmm. or just fuck others just go get the hell out of the house and do your own thing and which is the road that I decided Mm -hmm. to take I would ask everybody if you want to join but Mm -hmm. I was like I'm going there for my own personal fun Mm -hmm. that's why I decided that's why I like Embarked on um, dancing a little bit. Right. I embarked on uh, going to comedy mm-hmm. clubs a little bit, a little bit, mm-hmm. music festivals, mm. and and just by taking on those experiences, mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. I got open to other possibilities as well in life mm-hmm. and, I, and I was less bored I was mm-hmm. looking forward to it like I kind of made the point I was going to like Friday or Saturday night I am not staying in the house mm-hmm. I don't care what the fuck I'm doing even if I have to go out and have a pint by myself mm-hmm. I'm going to go do that mm-hmm. and I suppose that was one of the things that Malaysia kind of taught me being here in Malaysia kind of mm-hmm. taught me because of the isolation that I felt for a considerable amount of time mm-hmm. even by the Chinese friends or the, the mm. I'm saying Chinese because like for a long time like I was only I had a, my circle of friends were mainly Chinese right just happened to be right and uh it was quite alienating at the same time i gotta say is like you'd be invited to parties mm-hmm. like hey let's come to my house for the party and everybody are talking chinese yeah. on the dinner table and you're like <gasps> yeah and it feels like shit yeah it yeah, really it feels like shit yeah. like looking back at my life in malaysia for the first five i don't remember my first five years that's really saying something that's half a decade yeah i don't remember it i remember it I remember a blur for the past, for the first five years of it. Right. And I was talking to a few people, and they were like, "Dude, you were depressed." I was like, "No, I wasn't." They were like, "Yeah, you were depressed." I was like, uh. "Do you remember your? Uh, do you remember how you were behaving?" And things? I was like, "I just remember going through the going through a
2: uh, fall." Right.
0: And they were like, you didn't really pay attention to what the fuck you were doing.
2: Right. No, I described it to a mutual friend of ours, Rizman, right? Oh, Rizman, yeah. Right. And you know Rizman, he's well acquainted with, like, psychological issues. Because this boy's been through some shit. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: I I don't know him as well as you do, of course, mm-hmm. but uh, I I love the guy. Really yeah. I love the guy. He yeah. was the first guy who gave me four minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. He was like, "Dude, you're doing well. Go four minutes." I was like, "Really? Thank you." <laughs>
2: Raisman is this rare soul that's got an infinite amount of faith in people, and they'll dismiss him for being naive, but he he harnesses that in his boundless ability to just write like crazy and just come up with new jokes on a regular basis. He's yeah. He's still considered a new comedian, and I think that's just because of his age. He's barely out of his twenties. Yeah, but um, he's been given enough responsibility when he's not fucking up, because again, he's still just a kid. Um, to to run certain things, And he gives a lot of leeway to like newbies and shit, because he's, yeah, you know, because he understands that when you're new, and even if there's just a glimmer of potential, he'll give it
0: to you. Yeah. I- it, it actually was even overwhelming for me the first mm. time I did comedy and he, I was I, I, at first I thought he's mocking me I yeah, literally yeah. thought he's mocking me right, like right. I was like because he was insanely supportive mm-hmm. and I I knew him and he had seen me enough in a comedy just as an audience mm-hmm. member he would always like be like hey you yeah, I know you're coming mm-hmm. blah 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 but it's the first time I did comedy he was laughing and it was mm-hmm. like, like and then I was like dude mm. that was so good yeah. and it just kept like amping me up and I was like dude I'm already in the clouds are you mocking me no, no <laughs> and then I realized oh he was
2: genuinely yeah. very kind like that he's uh, he's defined by his um, by his you know faith in people and his generosity he can be quite timid and he can withdraw really quickly mm. but generally speaking it takes a lot out of some it takes a lot to, to for him to not like you Now I I call uh, I I mentioned Rizman because I mentioned that I couldn't write anymore at one point the jokes that I needed to perform and so he was he's very empathetic so he'll ask me like why why can't you write and he's and I was like "Um, I don't know I just feel like okay have you ever seen a TV that's out of tune and all you can see is the static Mm -hmm. that's the inside of my head right now and he's like oh yeah, no, that's depression, dude. That's that's definitely. De- I don't think I'm depressed. I don't feel sad or anything. I just feel like you know I'm walking through a fog all the time. And he caught me up. Yeah, no, that's depression. That's that, that's you. Uh, you you need to do something about that. I'm like, oh, so that's what that feels like. Oh, I just thought I was high or something. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't taken any substances. I just thought my body was naturally producing weed on its own. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, I'm saving so much money. <laughs> My wheat cells are growing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have you seen the inside of my body? It looks like Narcos episode.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. It's fucking bananas, really. Yeah. That the, the, the whole idea. Yeah. I did want to. Uh, back in my, uni- in my university, was uh, there, there was a shrink. Mm-hmm. And uh, was it was um, a this British lady who was mm-hmm. a shrink and I was like "Oh I want to see what this is about yeah. and I wasn't depressed at that moment right. that was like way after my five year depression but I yeah. just wanted to see what the fuck that whole yeah. going to shrink and stuff is about and I didn't have much of a standard for it right. and I, I, I'm much more Interested in philosophical, right. Like Jungian analysis, yeah, yeah, and uh, those kinds of things rather than like conven- conventional uh, therapy <laughs> and shit And I went and I realized what she's doing. Like she's basic. And I was like, oh my god, she's doing what I'm doing yeah. for my friends all yeah. the time. Yeah. And immediately, like three minutes in, I was like, oh, what a douche! <laughs> I,
1: can't do I was
0: like, <laughs> like I can, I'm, can do what you're doing. Yeah. And I, you're just
2: getting paid for. The the difference is is that the kind of people who can do that will not do it for themselves. Yeah, this is what I realized. If you're constantly giving care to other people, right, if you're like the ear that everybody leans on in order to to tell them their problems, if you're the ear that everybody goes to for advice, there will come a point where you realize you've been doing this constantly because you probably at some point will need to help yourself. Yeah, right? you're way too experience with like misery and how to like cope with it
0: at the same time it's much more easier for people to care
2: for others problems and to care for themselves yeah basically. because you can't you can't shrink yourself that would be really difficult yeah you know yeah you know you've you've tried that and all it's done is uh, acquire a bunch of really unhealthy coping mechanisms yeah you know there's only so many 3 am sandwiches yeah. I can make. <laughs> Before I start to realize this isn't therapy, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's it's not great, so you do need at least somebody to talk to. Yeah. You ever heard of this thing called the rubber duck method?
1: Rubber duck method, no. Yeah.
2: So, this is like how you externalize your own thoughts, right? <laughs> There's this thing that programmers do where they can't think about they can't think of a solution to a programming problem mm-hmm. so what they do is they have a rubber duck mm-hmm. over there, and what they do is they talk to the rubber duck mm-hmm. and explain to the rubber ducky what they're doing, how it works, and what the problem is and through the process of just like talking to this inanimate object. the answer comes up the the answer comes up it's like this it's like those episodes in house where he hates having to do the clinics oh yeah but then as he's you know as he's explaining or berating or like being snarky to like this yeah this this like you know mundane medical problem he's kind of (sighs) like like what if it is the cornhole yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh, yeah yeah. sometimes i'll do that but then i realize i sound like a fucking psycho talking to myself yeah Yeah. i did uh, yeah it's not fun to be caught talking to yourself by the way
0: i have i have been done yeah i have been caught doing that yeah like you get into A very in-depth Argument with yourself Yeah, yeah To yeah. the point that Maybe even your face Is start being animated Slightly Yeah yeah. yeah. Like your lips Are moving a little yeah, bit very. And I look up And somebody's like Looking at you like Hey I'm yeah. like oh,
2: yeah. oh, oh I'm just saying I'm singing a song Yeah I'm not Jack Nicholson In The Shining No yeah. not i am not going to hurt
1: you <laughs> You they have brains
2: I'll do this where I'm having an argument Inside my own head uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I'm muttering to myself, just like yeah. moving my mouth, just without no voice, just like standing there, just brooding, going, yeah, uh, something. It's it's right. Right. Yeah, 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 exactly. And yet, <laughs> I'm doing this at a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> and my mom is looking at me going, you're doing it again.
0: Oh, yeah. 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 My mom did that to me as yeah. well. Like, yeah. I, I was actually like talking to myself. She was like, stop talking to yourself. <laughs> and <laughs> then she did that once. And I was like, stop talking. To yourself, <laughs> and yeah. it's just and it gets bad sometimes because, yeah. like, I don't realize it, and I'm actually, and I like suddenly like go like, fucking cucksucker, <laughs> and then like, I just like whispered under my, under my lips, like, yeah. Fuck it, yeah. like,
2: suddenly, like, one time she caught it, she was like, What? And I was like, What? I wasn't externalizing, I my wasn't vocalizing my repress rate or anything, fucking cut? Okay, now, now, if you excuse me, I need to take these bottles of kerosene and all of these rags to the back of my car and, and go to a government building. Uh, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, by the way, while I'm out, you need any milk or bread or eggs or anything? I just, you know, once I once I do some anarchy, I thought I should do some grocery shopping. <laughs> Ivy, sometimes your thoughts get dark
0: as well, especially yeah. towards other people. Yeah. Like yeah. an alarming rate. Yeah. Like I'm I'm studying this concept of union shadow. Yeah. I don't know if you know about that. No, no, I don't really know. Do you that. know Carl Jung? I know Carl Jung. Yeah, yeah. that uh, the, the concept of everybody has a demon in them that mm. it came like I, I don't know if Jekyll and Hyde the story of Taken yeah. was uh, the inspiration for it, but then it was—it's about that you're as capable. There's a side of you who is capable of destruction mm-hmm. and anarchy and uh, misery yeah. and everything that you maybe even disagree with in the world. Right, lying, cheating, stealing, raping—all of that. Yeah, and it's just silent yeah. in there. And some people get either. Engulfed by it, yeah. and they become monsters, mm-hmm. or some people tame it mm-hmm. and become great leaders mm-hmm. and people, and become whole. Right. And one of the and the ideas that becoming one with your shadow is actually yeah. one of the highest achievements you can have aims you can have in life and I was one time really contemplating what I'm mentally going to do to this guy and I realized my mouth and Mm -hmm. part of it was actually me sinking my teeth into his cheek and (laughs) (laughs) Laughing laugh, and I was laughing in my head to his screams. Oh, no. And I was laughing and I really and I and my and I not, uh, not only I was laughing in my head, right? I started laughing outwardly yeah. to what I'm gonna do. Yeah. And I was drooling in the mouth as well. And oh, I was no. suddenly came to and and I oh my shadow! Yeah. <laughs> That's what it wants to do.
2: Oh dear. Oh dear! Yeah. It is there. It's not nice. <laughs> my my problem is that the <laughs> the shadowy bits of me are are a little bit more insidious, and in that the plans are plausible. Right? Yeah, it's not some extreme fantasy. It's th- it's this really structured, systematic. <laughs> Way where you uh, where it tries and persuades me, you know. After all, all the stuff that you know and collected about this particular individual organization, yeah, yeah. you could blackmail the ever living shit out of them. Yeah, uh, report them to the authorities. Weaponize the government apparatus in order to take them down. Yeah. Uh, uh, hire a bunch of people to hack their accounts, account, and dox the ever living shit out of them, yeah. have them cancelled on social media, destroy yeah. their lives, burn everything <laughs> down, that they know it love,
0: that they will never fuck with you again. And
2: then you realize <laughs> And then you realize, when did I become a Bond villain? Holy shit, to be
0: honest with you. Yeah. It does like I had it's not that I I've gone through with the idea yeah. but yeah when you yeah. say like at all like there is one part of you that wants to really yeah like and it's not even like physical like sometimes you think like I want to do such a damage to this person that yes. he will remember it for the rest of his life yeah yeah. and it will ruin that part Like right. I'm going to take that part that he loves yeah and I'm going to crush it yeah so bad that he will never look me in the eye again yeah <laughs> like if he goes to sleep he'll be thinking yeah. of me yeah and what I'm going to do to him yeah and it's like, okay. he goes home and sees me fucking his mom
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> making eye contact Like American (laughs) Psycho. and at the end you have to think yourself, what the fuck exactly. is wrong with you
0: yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. that's why the movie Unhinged came out yeah. me and my, my friend was laughing yeah. because he knew my best friend was yeah. laughing at me. like that's you <laughs> <laughs>
1: have
2: you seen Unhinged I haven't seen Unhinged have so, you seen the trailer <laughs> I, I haven't seen the trailer but it's uh, I've, I've been told yeah uh, in passing and I think to myself oh I, I don't want to get ideas
0: yeah, yeah. I was looking at that going like that's my mind (laughs) because like this guy who's uh a Who's been going through some tough times mm-hmm. now, and he's been fucked with yeah. excessively by Karen. Yes. Uh, and, uh, by Karen, who is a uh, who he apologized to first. Yes. Really. Yeah. Uh, he, Karen basically honks at his car because he didn't move at the green right. light. Yeah. And then just and then goes aside, and then yeah. he follows her and right. pulls up next to her and says. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry that I didn't move. I know you're having a hard time. I'm going to apologize. Yeah. <laughs> would you accept my Mm apology and it would be great if you apologize back for doing that because
2: I've been going through some hard
0: time yeah and she's like I don't have anything to apologize for (laughs) and that's the moment that the guy who has just killed his ex-wife and the boyfriend in his house yeah (laughs) snaps Ah. and he's like you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna ruin your life (laughs) and he goes on to burn his brother alive oh kill the brother's fiancee kill his friend. Yeah. And and it goes on this entire tyrant. Yeah. And, like, it was a real, like, like, it was funny because Mm -hmm. everybody were rooting for Russell Crowe. Ah, jeez. I was rooting, like, get that bitch, Russell! (laughs) (laughs) Get her! (laughs) But at the same time, it's a very... Gory film because yeah. like when it happens you go like oh crap like those ideas that you have are now really in front
2: of your eyes and you're yeah like, oh God, I don't think I want to do that now <laughs> it's just really it's it's really difficult to contend with because. We're raised with these very, very... Uh, by, by the way, I hope you guys are enjoying yeah. this weird yeah. podcast. I'm going to slow this down for a little bit. Yeah. Like, Okay, so it, it can be very difficult to contend with because we're raised with these moral ideals about how people should behave and how pe- people should feel and treat each other. Yeah. And then you grow up and realize nobody has been following these rules and everybody is like, if not okay, at least quiet about about people being jerks to other people yeah and then you find yourself having to be the bigger person all the time yeah and then and then you and then all you can do is fantasize about doing terrible things right
0: yeah and eventually at one point it just fucking snaps yeah or, or, or either snaps Or it turns into this weird Sense of desperation for An individual to be like oh, yeah, I didn't stand up for myself mm-hmm. My entire mm-hmm. life yeah. I was f- fucked with right. my entire life And th- that's not something You want to have in your no. thing it's, I've seen more to, I have seen more people Putting up with shit mm-hmm. That they shouldn't put up with mm-hmm. Than I've seen people who snap mm-hmm. Uh, both of them are equally on the wrong in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like you need to be able to showcase that you have enough capability of doing damage. Yeah. And, and we're not talking about physical violence or anything, right. but to be like, don't <laughs> fuck with me. I can be that if I want to be. Right. Uh, but both of them are at the same time is like not a goal to have, but somewhere to have it somewhere in the middle to be like, mm-hmm. like. <laughs> Not you're not always the bigger person. Yeah, and being the bigger person just by being silent is being miserable. Yeah. Uh, do you know Jordan Peterson? Yeah, I yeah, he had this, uh, he was reading from the Old Testament, I yeah. think, and there's this old word, there's a sentence that says, the meek shall inherit the earth, mm-hmm. and he did search for that, and there are different interpretations on, the, on, on that terminology, mm-hmm. the meek, mm-hmm. but the one that he found, the meek also means... Mm-hmm. People who can use their sword mm-hmm. properly, mm-hmm. but they decidedly oh. sheathed it. Mm-hmm they were achieved mm. so which he realized that you will be prosper in life you will mm. actually live a lot, lot better than life should you know how to do mm. proper damage you just decide not to
2: unless it really comes down to fucking that, doing it that can be the problem though because how do you know that's the difficult part right mm. Um, experience could teach you a moral code could teach you but moral codes can't always apply to all the situations that you encounter especially if you live in a society that's like in flux all the time constantly changing if you're in a very very um, how do you put it a a very uniform kind of society right? conformist, that's the word I was looking for then you always kind of know what to do yeah but if you're in a if you're in a place where everybody's kind of different everybody's still just trying to figure shit out and you encounter that one person who just doesn't care then what do you do right because the fear at least for me is how far am I willing to escalate this shit and then how far am I willing to you know go down this path until diminishing return starts kicking in exactly yeah. So my main mode of of self defense is just avoidance. Like I will just spin on my heels and walk away. Like I don't want to have to deal with this shit. I won't have to deal with this shit if I stay. If I just take my my ass and just walk away. Yeah. Right. And they'll find it annoying as shit because all they want to do is yell at you and then, but you're not even going to entertain the 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 act of standing there to take it you just walk away mm,
0: there's a, as you said it's like it's experience right one the other one is like like I practice martial arts and mm. uh, the idea is that you don't have an ego you shouldn't have an ego in mm. any any way ma- anyway mm-hmm. You're learning it, but you're mm-hmm. not doing martial arts to fuck someone up. Mm-hmm. You're doing it in case it comes down to fucking someone up, you would be mm-hmm. able to do so. But um, the aim is to have zero ego. So if I, which I really admire the people that have that, like I, even uh, one of my friends or one of my acquaintances mm-hmm. is a Muay Thai champion.
1: Mm-hmm
0: nicest guy ever Mm -hmm. you look at them in the streets there's no way you can tell this guy has uh, I don't know how many fights under his belt Mm -hmm. and he's a Muay Thai fight Mm -hmm. and he hits like a motherfucker he hit me one time I was Mm -hmm. holding a pad for him I could feel my spine shifting (laughs) in my body (laughs) like I absorbed it with the pad but for Mm -hmm. God's sake he hits hard Mm -hmm. Uh, I watched his last match uh, no, not in one of his last matches, but he had a match in Kuala Lumpur. He had two fights in a, two fights one night.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He with the one of them was like this sc- gigantic Scottish dude who it was like twice his size, and mm-hmm. he had like fucked them up, jumped up in the air, elbow, mm-hmm. can't tell him, but it was, can't tell he's a fighter. The point mm-hmm. is, you can't tell this guy wants to fuck you up. Mm-hmm. He has no ego. Like one time, I found that he was looking at. The- like the memes that I don't even find funny—that <laughs> it was just so P- PG. Yeah. yeah. Ah, look, the bear uh, <laughs> kick the honey. <laughs> like the- Dude, if I see you, like, if I'm an asshole, like a giant asshole, who's yeah. like come come to the pub and see you doing yeah. that, I'll think about fucking with you. Yeah. Little do I know that yes. one of your kicks can like cut my legs off. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the idea to not have that ego to that point of like. The words and yelling and shit doesn't, isn't supposed to mm. fuck with you. Um, the idea is to, like, they say, like, only if your life is on the line to get into... Mm. It's not just a matter of physical altercation. It's mm. also a matter of actually making a stand mm. to see what is at stake. Mm. Uh, one of the things that I learned from comedy is uh, by this guy called Big J... Uh, uh, o- 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 or- Orkison? O- Orkison, o- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I really did for some reason it really resonated with me I don't really that do, I stopped taking insults personally or right. care much about it right. so like uh, he said like his father-in-law said um, if words can never hurt you not, nothing will right like, so it's like some guy called him and said hey big J your mother sucks cock mm-hmm. <laughs> down the bridge he yeah. said, and he said yeah clearly she's not charging enough <laughs> <laughs> because because we're still eating spaghettis every yeah. night and and then he looks around and he's like but it's not true like what right. am I going to be like mom I just heard yeah <laughs> she's a nurse in the hospital right yeah. Like, oh, jo- is Joe is Joe out of work
2: Joe's my stepfather yeah. <laughs> so, so you kind of have to be able to master it um, I think I don't know if this is the solution but I think it really helps and that's just knowing your worth, uh, and being aware of how not not shitty you actually are, right? yeah. Because I think we a lot of us, particularly comedians, we can walk around just beating ourselves up over things that we're not, yeah, over things where we should be. But if you have an honest look at your own life, there's a lot to be proud of. I think a, a really good example is um is uh. Uh, a comedian friend of mine really famous right Um, he basically got into a situation where he had to apologize to somebody for a a bunch of things that he said in my defense right in your defense in my defense Uh because he was pissed off at somebody for you know something that didn't come through and he was pissed off on my behalf Uh uh-huh so he was like reprimanding a manager and then it got back to the owner of the company and then uh owner of company um told this other famous comedian that this is what this my friend said and he was pissed off and said, I'm not gonna work on another show with him or with you unless I get an apology from this dude. My friend. So that's what happened. So they set up a meeting. So my friend had to show up. He apologized. And this other dude, okay, starts berating him for two hours straight. Just yelling at him for two hours straight. And he just sits there and takes it. And I said, how, what kind of Zen Buddhist monk patience do you have to take a, a two-hour yelling from from this prima donna dipshit? And he says because everything he said was was directly at things that I've already achieved. Like he asks a bunch of rhetorical questions. Have you done a show on this streaming service? You know, and he, uh, and he's like, uh, yeah, actually, I have. Oh, well, well, have you have you ever even gone abroad? To perform? Uh, yeah. Actually, I have gone aboard to perform. Oh. Well, have you ever, like, been in a do- documentary about... And so, Actually, yeah, I have been in a documentary about stuff. <laughs> Everything he kept trying to challenge this dude about, he just sort of mumbled a response uh, to the effect of, yeah. yeah, I've actually done those things. I, uh, I don't know why you're asking me, like, I haven't done any of those things. Thanks for asking. Like, uh, <laughs> so that's why he could take it for two hours because at one point he realized this dude is attacking him on at a level that he doesn't have to explain himself for anymore. Yeah, he's so, so it's so small. Yeah.
0: for him to even like want to get engaged, it's like a right. It's like a mouse nibbling yeah. at a
2: cat's feet I'm like yeah. oh, fuck up. Oh. This mouse is nibbling at my fungus toe. <laughs> <laughs> It's not worth it. Listen, Joe Rogan. <laughs> Listen, Joe
1: Rogan.
2: This mouse is eating my fungus toe. You know what? He can fucking have it. I don't need this fungus toe anymore. Mickey over here can eat the whole damn thing. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> that's that. I think that's what really helps. Is like when you know yourself with it. Or at the very least, you understand, like, I have been through all of this shit in my life, and I have achieved at least this much. Yeah. I don't have to explain shit to you or anybody. I'm just going to stand here and nod and, you know, imagine that you're essentially SpongeBob SquarePants yeah. sucking on a helium balloon. Yeah. You know, I'm going to imagine that you're a Nickelodeon cartoon mm. thought up in a fever dream after taking acid. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if you can do that, I th- you'll generally be okay. It's still gonna feel like crap. Yeah. But I think you're gonna walk away and go, mm, "It's just what it it is, what it is." You know?
1: Yeah. Mm.
2: Sometimes for me, the like,
0: it's hundred. You need to be very self aware, and I think comedians are self aware in general. Mm. And there are a few who are just like playing pricks and they have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. But being self-aware of your own of your strengths and weaknesses, basically, Mm -hmm. to be like, and to be have enough to have enough balls if you're on the wrong, Mm. to actually say you're on the wrong, yeah, Um, which is a challenge. I I used to be very defensive when I was younger. Mm. Now, when I fuck up, I'm like, yeah, I fucked up. Yeah, and just to have, it takes strength for another individual, for any individual, to be like, hey, listen, I fucked up and it was no one's, no one is to blame but me yeah and just by having that it gives you a bit of a less surface for people to bounce stuff off mm. just accepting it so it's like hey I accepted what you have to say through what you have at me right now <laughs> now we're done now can we move on from this mm, mm. Uh, rather than to be engaged in this very fucked up uh, um, argument of an yeah about I don't know god knows yeah, what this weird where you board. yeah at the same time it's like some, t- yeah at the same time but I do tend to get pissed off if somebody's trying to get like you know this person's like ber- berating your friend mm-hmm. trying to find a way to sneak a knife into his yeah. rib cage yeah and he's not able to do so right <laughs> I get how your friend could have managed it because he had the strength and the upper hand to him in that sense. But at the same time, for me, it would be like, stop wasting my fucking time. (laughs) (laughs) I already
2: apologized. Yeah. Now move on. Right. For God's sake. Because I don't think I would be able to do what your friend did. Yeah. Um, Yeah. the caveat for that kind of approach is that you you need to be able to number one have actually done something with your life yeah and number two to actually remember that you have done something with your life. Number one is hard enough as it is number two is even harder yeah because even when you're good at something, especially when you're good at something you, you will you will sort of autopilot your way through life thinking that what you're doing is no big deal. Yeah. And that's kind of how you cope with the pressure too. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're a performer, if you're a person in a high position in an organization, Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of pressure, you deal with it by just telling yourself it's no big deal. Yeah. It's no big deal. But by the time you get to the other end, you've been telling yourself that it's no big deal for so long, you don't realize that all of this stuff that you've done is actually a pretty decent achievement. Yeah. So now... You may have to remind yourself that you're actually worth some shit
1: mm-hmm.
2: that can be very difficult just remembering that you're not completely useless
0: mm, I think most comedians do have that problem though yeah you know, thinking that brain that you're never good enough mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I have, my joke writing has come to a halt mm. I don't know why it's I, I don't know if it's depression but I don't think it I don't think it's depression I'm not don't de- I'm not depressed really yeah. as, I mean I'm going through 2020 With the rest of the people Right. Um, beginnings of 2020 With the whole Lockdown and everything was difficult of course But I'm going uh,
2: How's your writing going on? Because right now for me It's like maybe a joke a month <laughs> Yeah that's pretty much what it is um, Joke writing can't really survive In a lot of desolation Yeah Unless you're really Really plumbing The depths of your own mind Looking for like Weird little thoughts Yeah And you care enough About your own thoughts To write them down Before you forget That you even thought them Yeah You'll Here's the thing You'll come up with A lot of stuff Yeah but you won't think that it's actually any good enough to actually be worth writing down and then it gets lost forever oh yeah so this is this happens a lot with comedians like you're you're kind of down on your own ideas so much so that you let them just disappear because you think, well, oh, that's, that's funny to me, but I don't know if that's good enough. And that's a constant issue because when I hear fellow comedians at the Mama, for instance, just telling their life stories, I'm slapping my knee laughing. Yeah. But those, these guys are like, ah, oh, it's just a thing that happened to me a long time ago. Like, dude, that would be pain to see it, pain to hear you say it. Right. Like, we talked about Riesmann, right? Yeah. And this is a thing. I don't know if he's turned into a bit yet, but he totally should. It's about when he was living in Bahrain during the riots. Uh huh. Yeah. No, and he hasn't told me about that. Yeah. No, he was in Bahrain during the riots. Shit. <laughs> yeah, this boy has gone through some shit. He was. They were in the streets, you know, and there was like tear gas and tanks in the streets. Uh huh. And all of his friends were like, they want to go and riot because it's like that's what you do. It's fun. Right. <laughs> What's our cause? here? <laughs> Fuck it. We don't know. Riot running. <laughs> You know, that's that's the vigor of youth, I guess. And he taught he tells it so much better than I ever will. But he talked about they were tossing smoke bombs uh-huh. right at the at the crowd. And this one dude, Egyptian dude, right, he was like a A-stop pitcher for baseball for whatever reason. <laughs> he picks up one of the gas grenades and he flings it across in this beautiful arc. And it just like three-pointers into the turret of the tank. Oh just katong katong. Like nothing but net. And the next thing you know The soldiers are coming out Just (laughs) gagging like Ah fuck Ah I'm just like cockroaches out of a sewer. This is not what we planned. Uh, it and then, smells it, like
0: ass. And yeah, it smells like
2: ass. It smells like ass. <laughs> it it smells, smells
0: like, bro, like, uh, the fuck is yeah, this? Uh, it smells like it smells like dick cheese.
2: <laughs> 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 <It> smells like <laughs> fungi. <finger, like> <laughs> <It> smells like fungus <foggastro> <laughs> uh, Oh my god. And then he says that Habibi, he had shawarma free for a month. After that. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody go free shawarma for a month. <sighs> I, oh god! And just the way he weaves the story when he tells it, I'm just dying laughing because I'm, I'm falling off the chair. I'm like, I broke my back. Listen to your fucking joke. Help me up, you asshole. Oh god! But he won't. He won't say it because he's like, ah, it's just a thing that he just happens. To him. say it. I'm yeah, more. I'll pay to watch him say that. Yeah, I would. I would literally mug somebody for money. I could get money legally, but if I had to, I would literally mug somebody for money. <laughs> Just to see him do that as a bit.
0: Yeah, a lot of the comedians like say a story in passing. Yeah. And it comes out of the, you're like, oh, that's a that's a full bit with, yeah. a, with 10 punch lines just in it. Yeah. Uh, it was like, uh, like recently I had a conversation with a friend of mine who I hadn't spoke to mm. in quite some time. Uh, he's a Malaysian. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's Malaysian Chinese. The most funniest person yeah. I have ever met. Right. Like, just by the way he articulates words, you will laugh. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't say motherfucker, he's a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, he, and he can rap in Spanish <laughs> while not knowing what he's rapping about. Right, right. He listens to Latin rap
2: and he starts. <laughs> throwing this <laughs> I'm just imagining oh, Uncle Roger doing okay. Cypress Hill for some reason oh yeah he's like very
0: puta de la madre <laughs> he just keeps and going and incredibly funny and uh, I was talking to him we had six spits just yes. coming organically out of that conversation right and I'm actually trying to convince him to do stand-up comedy right because he's like so one he's very articulate. Hmm. Uh he kinda is kinda reminds me of the Chinese version of you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, uh a little bit more f- might be a little bit more flamboyant. Okay. <laughs> but but uh, and he's also like over overweight. As you do. Uh, yeah. yeah. yeah but, as you do. But at the same time it's like he's <laughs> like I did like I did like uh make fun of him. Like I came out of this bit, I don't I
1: don't
0: know if I should say it on a part. Yeah, okay, so... Uh, We'll we'll see. You can cut it out in post. Yeah. No, we were talking about... He said, I gotta go get my dogs out. But the way he articulated it, it it sounded like... He said, hold on, the phone. I gotta go get my dogs out. And I I heard, I gotta go get my thongs out. (laughs) What? We we were talking on Discord. Okay, okay. There was a bit of a rumble in the thing. So, I heard thongs. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) He was like, dogs... <laughs> dogs. And then he came back. Oh, yeah. He went and got the dogs. Came back. Yeah. And he was talking to him, and I said, Oh, you got the did you get your thongs out? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then that bit revolved yeah. into him doing a strip show. Oh and no. I, I told him about him doing a strip show. Right. And but instead of saying dancing around the pole, I yeah. said you need to dance around the column. <laughs> so I'm like oh. thinking about writing a bit about fat people doing striptease. So you don't want to see them too. Yeah, yeah. You need
2: a, you need a Greek column. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Your pole needs to be made out of tungsten carbide. <laughs> Some fucking adamantium. Adamantium shit. <laughs> yeah. Captain America Shield. Yeah. <laughs> Vibranium. Yeah, yeah. You need a sentinel to just hold the top. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Incredible Hulk Yeah
1: <laughs>
0: Just yes. Yeah it's like You need to dance Yeah are looking at this dude Dancing <laughs> Hulk, Don't smash this You got 20 tits Come
2: on Hulk no smash uh, Hulk, Hulk, no smash No smashing for you Ah <laughs> uh, yeah No it's, it's It is a little Complicated right Because In a In a social setting You can be a lot funnier And then you're on stage With the lights on you And then the audience is you know pin drop quiet and then it's like oh this shit is really awkward yeah you yeah, know it's like stripping in church it doesn't quite
0: you know. <laughs> yeah stripping yeah. in church as yeah. you do yeah, 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 yeah. it's yeah. a different denomination you know you go into the the yeah. room you know, yeah. you start stripping. Yeah. Oh, forgive me, Father. Yeah. Oh, for oh, for my father. I'm sorry, oh, Daddy, man, I'm I've sorry, been bad. Daddy. That's not <laughs> how
2: you say it, you ho. Yeah. It's forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. Not yeah. sorry, Daddy, I have been bad. Now, open your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I heard this I
0: heard this comedian. I think it's Irish. Said, "How did they asked him? How did you lost your religion?" He said, "I was, <laughs> I was twelve, and I went to the confession room, yeah. and I was started confessing, and I suddenly came to myself. I was like, wait a second, <laughs> I am a twelve year old kid yeah. telling sex stories to yeah. an Irish man, yeah. who, to a horny Irishman
2: who hasn't had sex in his entire life.' Right." This isn't gonna go no, well. No, no. Now you know why the the the, the molestations happen. Yeah, like yeah. You know, you get blue balls. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, The bluest of
0: balls. Yeah. Like, tell me in detail how yeah. did he put his penis <laughs> yeah. in? <here.
1: laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, yes. Was it over or under? <laughs> so over or under?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, are you a D cup or a C cup? <laughs> it's important. It's, it's, it's uh, it correlates to how many yeah. Ameri- how many Hail Marys do you need to do? You yeah. know, it's a C cup, D cup. Yeah.
2: Or <laughs> it's very important. To, uh, uh,
1: uh,
0: fuck. It's, uh, yeah, it can be really difficult. But the so. thing about the social setting you mentioned is like, like right now you and me are ping-ponging yeah. off each other and our energy is going either... Up or down, depending on the topic. Sure, sure. And we're laughing more. Yeah. I'm sure if I just come right. into your house and just suddenly be like, hey, you know, the yeah. talk, let's talk about the stripping around the column or yeah, yeah. getting raped by a priest. Uh, <laughs> you,
2: <won't> be... <laughs> like, I'm just trying to eat toast, my dude. Why, are you, you, be... why are you? Why are you Why you? Why you laying pedo priest on me? yes yeah, like
0: 50% chance you will not be able to laugh as much as you did right now. Right. Regards right. to it because you. Your energy wasn't there. That's right. That's the same thing with a comedy club because yeah. you're the crowd yeah. were- at least 60%, 70% of the time, come with the energy at the zero level. That's right. And they're expecting to reach your level. You're expecting to be able to get them to your level quick. Mm. Mm, yeah. Uh, that's when they can really enjoy it. Like a Louis C.K. joke or a Bill Burr joke might not land as properly if they do not have a proper... Um, Actually, you put it, um, proper warm up act. Well, yeah, or well, the warm up act. Like Bill Burr, like well known comedians, yes, because yeah. you already have that expectation, so you're already amped up regarding them. Right, no. But. Unknown comedians, comedy club comedians who are not known, mm. and a, we have a crowd who are like drinking and mm-hmm. their energy is at zero. Yeah, you're gonna have a harder time trying to convince them that what you're saying is funny, mm. while you can actually make them laugh outside when you're having a social setting and oh yeah yeah, yeah. Um, you're getting excited because you're right. talking with each other, so you're having this um, back and forth.
2: Yeah, it's really difficult because. There's a compounding effect with a bunch of strangers in a room yeah. who subconsciously are socially conforming to each other's expectations of behavior. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to if you got somebody one-on-one, you know instantly what the beats are and what the tone is. Um so you end up being funnier in small social situations if you're on stage. Yeah. Though that having been said, you know, in a comedy show, that job often lays on the hands of the MC, the compere. Yeah. I mean, you know, you will you'll notice you do a lot better if you're closing the show or at least closing the first half. Yeah. That's something I'm very looking for. Like I've gotten good enough that the organizer will have me close a half yeah. And that usually means that both um, delight and disappointment, and any other expectation in between has already been established by the time I'm going up yeah so they're not going to be as disappointed if I do poorly and they're going to be pleasantly surprised when I do very well yeah so that's kind of a privilege that you get sometimes when you when you get good enough to be at the end of half or the whole of the show. There's a lot more pressure to do better. Yes. But if you've been given the, the the last act slot, mm. safe to say you're probably good enough to do it. Otherwise, why would they pick you in the first place? Right. Mm-hmm. Um. But that's kind of hot. that's kind of the only way. Unless you're really good and you have a lot of you have a bit of time to work with the audience. Yeah. You do a little bit of crowd work. <laughs> You do a little bit of, you know, just short, sweet little jokes for them to get in the mood. You know, a little bit of, or a little bit of conversational uh, humor just to get them warmed up. Because now, a really good comedian, I feel, when they're doing crowd work, when they're doing comedy, they treat the entire stadium as if it's just one person and you're talking to this one person that happens to be the size of an entire stadium. Yeah. Rather than thinking about them as just like, a collection of many, many people who have the same mind, which is a lot more intimidating. But if you think about the whole audience as just one person, and that person is your friend, I think you might do a lot better as a comedian. Yeah, yeah.
0: But the thing, what was it called? Um, I was gonna mention something I totally forgot. Um, I oh here's another one to mention in regard to that yeah mm-hmm. I can't do car- crowd work for sure mm-hmm. I haven't been able to do that mm-hmm. I haven't got to it yet I'm yeah. f- I'm still way too new for this to be to be, be able to do crowd mm-hmm. work mm-hmm. especially because I have a narrative that I need to establish that's right so if I'm trying to do a narrative the the good thing about having a narrative is that it re- it kind of removes room for hecklers
1: mm-hmm. yeah. to
0: intervene in the middle of it right. yeah to so break it up. Uh, but aside from that, I can do crowd work on, uh, I can either, either do it at the beginning or, like, I only did, did it once when I was talking to the sweet, Swedish guy, a guy mm. from Switzerland. Yeah. like, especially white people. And I, just point, <laughs> and I just pointed at him and he was like, what the
1: fuck? <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but he, um, at the same time uh, but one thing I really enjoyed when we talk about energy level and you're closing up at the second closing your second half and stuff yeah, like that
1: yeah
0: uh, one thing I loved was it's as a, as a, quite a challenge is that going after someone who kills the energy ooh yeah and trying to recover from that that is really tough yeah 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 yeah. Uh, like that's something that I I, I, I did it once and what, I, I won't consider it a um a full blown experience of an event as such, right? Because there wasn't enough people in the crowd. Yeah, yeah, it's another problem as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that one can. If there's more people, that can like, dictate where the feeling is gonna go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, when you have a table of six mm-hmm. Indian mm-hmm. people sitting there with their like mom and dad and their yeah. entire family, yeah, yeah, that's all there is. Yeah, you're gonna have a huge problem trying to manage that because yeah. It can be quite annoying, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But there's also... I learned a lesson, which I am going to implement it next time. And that Mm -hmm. happens, but I'll get to that point later. I was going after a particular new comedian, Mm -hmm. uh, a new open micer who Mm -hmm. was, was not really... Properly prepped for mm-hmm. it. I don't want to say she's bad or or he's bad for that matter. I'm not going to reveal, reveal the gender, mm-hmm. which I think I will in a few seconds because the said individual got on the stage and said, Sly so was raped. Oh, yeah. And then didn't continue with the joke. There wasn't right. any joke. Right. It was the like, and she moved on to another point. Right. And then forgot her or his joke. Right, right. And then required to see the list. Yeah. And she did that. He... Ah, fuck it. It's a she. Uh, I'm <laughs> trying a, to be diplomatic. I'm it's trying to quite. be diplomatic. It's a non-binary. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But it was, it's a she. Yeah. And she forgot her jokes. And then said, the, 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 she did that again next week after. Yeah. For like three weeks. She was... That was... She got the mic, and the first thing she would say, Sly was raped, and then it would stop right there and you're yeah. like alright what and yeah. you just feel
1: this right.
2: <laughs> everything just got out of the room yeah like oh. everybody's buttholes puckered up oh shit yeah what I do? and then she
0: keeps forgetting her jokes She's like can you guys pass me my bag so I can check my jokes yeah and I was like oh <laughs> oh yeah oh. and the time was passing by and I remember like going and I at first I was like god please don't beat me after this yeah and but then at the same time It was like Let me yeah. Let it be me Is that the shadow Inside you going well, I'm gonna fuck this up I'm gonna fuck this up Yeah <laughs> Exactly yeah. Because I was going like Man If I'll be after this Then I will have Like yeah. I will manage to do something If I can manage to take The room up From that hole Yeah Then I'm a real comedian Yeah, <laughs> yeah you You would be Yeah Yeah yeah. And uh, I didn't I didn't do it bad, but it was still not good enough right. because it was just a very small crowd of people. Yeah. But I did realize a lesson from that, we were going to my point that I wanted right. to make prior to this was that uh, I realized when this shit hits the fan, right? And you're at the bottom of the pit. Right. A mistake every comedian made. Even even that night, the yeah. mistake every comedian made
1: yeah.
0: was we were all trying to dig up. Mm-hmm. We were all trying to climb ourselves out of that hole because right. it was very apparent how the night is going to go. Right. What we decided what we really need to do is to dig down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. We need to dig down, and I was, and I already was like thinking about the speech I was saying, like let me say, you guys did, you're gonna have to just climb up, yeah, to get out of hell. But the way out of hell is yes. to dig down. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought about, and I always want to do an aristocrats joke. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 You know the yeah, aristocrats yeah, yeah, joke. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And uh, and I didn't do that. Oh. But I'm thinking about next time I find myself yes. in a situation where it's you're cornered in, yeah, all bets are off, yeah. and no matter how hard you try to make that joke funny, yeah. The joke is funny, but it's not being gonna handle be handled well right. anyway, nobody's in the mood for it. You better fuck things up now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like a family of four walk into an agent's office.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. <laughs> Go, go with that Right, right, right It, it can be very difficult To, um, to really trash the to audience To really trash the audience after that I think uh, The lady who was the mother of the group Was uh, actually
0: uh, um Not heckling But she was like talking Yeah Over a few of those Including me Like she yeah. was talking to the husband constantly yeah. Uh, I think Xander went up. Oh Xander went up and like
2: kind of put her on the spot. So Xander is uh, an off and on comedian yeah he tries sometimes it, it falls a little flat with yeah. Xander you know he's, uh, he's he's new as well. I'm he's saying. very new and his, he's still sort of inexperienced on account of he still just got this other stuff to do. he wants to, I haven't to, seen you know, him in ages though yeah he doesn't show up very often so he's constantly rusty. Um, props to him for trying though But he can He can find himself in these really you know Awkward situations and I don't think he's Developed skills to dig himself I did saw him grow um,
0: Exponentially actually mm-hmm. For a brief period yeah. of time And this was until I last saw him basically. Right, right. I haven't seen him in like A year or a few months so. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he uh, Basically what he did was yeah. Um, uh, he would do these jokes that was like a little awkward mm-hmm. and it didn't have a proper punchline but the mm-hmm. problem was that he would also laugh
1: yeah. at the joke
0: itself yeah. i saw him at the beginnings of his stand-up right and uh, then there was like this sudden step forward that i mm-hmm. saw that he wasn't laughing Mm. At the an awkward joke or any joke that he would do, mm-hmm. and he would still be much more confident in deliver in his delivery. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "All right, now, okay, he's moving now." Okay. And like the way he handled that night, it was, I was like, oh, all right, mm-hmm. he's actually developing."
2: But in this particular situation where he found himself in in the small crowd, he did well. He did well. Yeah, actually, he did well. Yeah he did well like we all we
0: all kind of championed him after that wow. Like you've, now to tonight you became a real comedian that's yeah. that's pretty
2: amazing yeah because I can only imagine myself in that situation and the only thing I'll be able to say after I go up for somebody who takes the takes the air out of the room yeah is to go well that happened <laughs> was it just me was I having a fever dream <laughs> somebody talk about getting violated on stage? (laughs) Do you feel violated right now? I feel a little violated. It takes confidence to do that, to be able
0: to go off script. Yeah. For me, I won't be able to go and address. I I know the comedians talk about, like, you need to address what happened previously to be able to move on, but for me, I
2: don't think I'll be able to do that. It takes a little bit of, it takes some, it takes a moment of realization to realize that that's a thing you have to do, and it's an emergency move. You know, it's like um, It's like pulling on the handbrake when the car is going out of control Yeah Um, But at some level It's just an adaptation of what comedians do all the time anyway It's The only difference is that For the jokes that you already have You've written down the observations And on On the day where something happens out of control You just have to do it You just have to make the observation, call it out Yeah And then just sort of like Put your own spin on it, but you know, in general, that's what comedy does. It's you know, everybody doesn't want to address the elephant in the room. Yeah, and your job as the comedians to go, fucking elephant in the room. Yeah, it's got tusks, it's got <laughs> trunk, and shit. Looks like a scrotum. It's shitting on the carpet. Shit. Is it Indian? Is it African? Is that racist? Now I don't know. <laughs>
0: I saw this very beautiful meme about... There's this GTA character running on water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it says white go- white girls going around the world telling people what to be a
2: fan of. <laughs> 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 Just... Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. That can't be... A, you know, that's... You, you, you need to, like, point out shit that, you know, is there but no the one wants to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Like... In the case of, you know, white girls going around the world telling people what to be offended about. That's the thing you notice and you need to be able to, like, point it out. It's people of privilege telling other people who have no privilege what they should be offended about. And it's like, Becky, why the fuck are you telling me what I should be offended about? I was fine until you showed up and you start stirring shit. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to come here with your Lululemon pants and your nice hair. Oh, God. <laughs> And telling me that that's offensive. Like no one cared until you showed up. Yeah. I did, I dated one that was that. Oh, I dated one. you dated Becky with the good hair. I did. <laughs> Why? Oh god! Why did you date Becky with the good hair? Uh, I dated uh, Becky Stein. Oh. It was a uh, German. Oh, oh no! Oh, oh no! That's the most PC country. Oh, they're, they're compensating for history. That's what it. That's what it is. Fuck off! Oh yeah. Oh, she uh, apparently she was part of the history.
0: Oh jeez! Okay. Uh, her grandfather was a uh, her grandfather was an SS officer.
2: Oh no. Not,
0: not an officer, a high ranking SS officer oh, who wow. survived the war and went to Argentina. Oh no. And took millions with her.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: millions of Jewish money with him. Oh no. Oh yeah, I dated that one. I was like, yeah. You can't. Like, I I dated. By the way, I dated. That's too much white guilt. That's that's too much white guilt. Oh, I dated something. I would not even call it someone. I I dated something that was against everything I constitutionally believe. Oh no! You can't. Oh man, it was so bad. I did. I dated her for four months
2: and I broke up with her. It's not great. It's not. I can't. It's yeah, not. four or five months. I don't know. Yeah. Because. We comedians, what we do is basically play devil's advocate and see how far we can get. Oh yeah, right. And we don't necessarily take it seriously, but it's just like let's try this thought experiment where we uh, where we uh, vindicate something that's really fucked up and see how far we can go. Exactly. Right. We're not trying to advocate for this shit. I
0: don't mean it. I'm a I'm a provocateur. Yeah. I'm right. a trickster. I'm yeah. a provocateur, I'm yes. proposing an idea in a yes. form of a yeah. joke, yeah, an idea, a, a riddle, or
1: right.
2: a, whatever. Uh, like you're going, so you going around town, just going. Maybe bestiality is a good thing. You yeah. know, you like you you you, you like meat. So.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> why not fuck it? Why not fuck it too?
1: Right, yeah. uh, you know. <laughs>
2: You know, you can't... Don't king shame people. Uh, the only issue is that, you know, sometimes the animal can't consent. But I feel like... Sometimes you, the animal can't consent. I feel like if you're slaughtering enough peanut butter in your genitals.
1: <laughs> some
2: consent is implied. I mean, at this point, you're not... It's not really sexy. It's just a novel way of feeding your dog. Yeah, come on, Bucky. Come on. <laughs> just, come on. You know, you don't uh, really... You're not really advocating s- spread some Skippy on your dick. Uh, Oh. And, and watch her over go to town. You're not really advocating that shit. But you just want to put the idea in people's heads and just have them like.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah the, that's the problem now, is that they take the joke yeah. as the fact that you said it. Right. Can you believe that you said that the the you should fuck your dog? Yeah. And it's like no. No I'm not saying a joke. Yeah. The joke is an exaggeration right. of a fact in life. That's right. why it's a joke. Right. It won't be a joke if I say two plus two equals four. I right. say two plus two equals, two equals fuck your mother. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's just yeah. like Zig, zigzagging with you yeah. so that you make you laugh it's not a statement that I'm saying to you. yeah it's like they're taking it as a statement and they take it out and write it down and print it yeah or like put it in a blog yeah. and people get offended by it yeah because they don't have a life. Yeah. Now I'm getting, now I'm starting ranting about fucking PC culture, but it's so fucking stupid.
2: Yeah. 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 Oh God. Uh, no homo? No <laughs> homo. <laughs> I don't know what the rules are. <laughs> maybe a little homo, maybe on the side like coleslaw on a, on a plate of fish and chips. I don't know. <sighs> no, but it's this it's this thing of where I was telling this to uh, uh, Lynn Ruth Miller. Right, she's like the oldest comedian in the world now. I think I, haven't seen, I don't know who that is. So she's this American comedian. She's like eighty-seven now, if I'm not mistaken. And she started when she was seventy-one. And she does a lot of these, you know, like her jokes are really dark. Like she talks about what the time she got beat up by like a Hell's Angel in nineteen seventies and shit. <laughs> wow. So, so okay. This, this lady has been through some yeah. shit. <laughs> okay. so sometimes she does a bunch of jokes, and not everybody's going to like them. But it's this thing of where I was telling her that like the difference between Mel Brooks and say Sarah Sarah Silverman? Sarah Silverman. Yeah. right? Uh, so Mel Brooks did the Producers where well, he did Springtime to Hitler. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And that's like hilarious because you know, you're taking something that's really controversial and you're taking the piss out of it. Yeah. And that takes its power away. Right? Yeah. That's what you want to do. Like when you do the bestiality joke, It reduces the trauma of having to think about it by being able, by giving you the ability to laugh at it. Exactly. Right. So that's, it's a soothing effect. But here's the problem. Sometimes you can fuck up. Yeah, It's not your fault. It's just that sometimes you get an audience that will literally agree with you. Yeah. See, that's the Sarah Silverman issue where she talks about the mouthful of blood laps. Like you could be on the stage talking about, you know, bestiality is okay. And there will be like a bunch of furries in the back. Yeah. Going, you know what? (laughs) He's got a point. And the next thing you know, they'll be yiffing in the toilet when you're not looking. (laughs) And you're like, this is not what I'm advocating. I just want to play with the idea. I don't expect you to actually start, you know, Mm. finding a golden retriever so that they can retrieve the gold out of your ass or something. Just don't do that. Exactly. So, and that goes both ways. Sometimes the fear is that somebody will take you literally and agree with you. And sometimes people take you literally and hate you for it. But at the end of the day, there's no controlling no, those 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 possibilities. All you can do is do the job and hope that people take it for the irony that it's supposed to be. Right? You can't. This at some level, there's only so much responsibility you can hold for the minds of people outside your own mind. Yeah. So you you just have to do what you do.
0: Yeah, nowadays is becoming like this. I, there's two things moving one there is an extreme movement against it mm-hmm. against that highly political correct mentality that people mm-hmm. are gaining right now yeah and they're really going for it by the way like yeah. it's gotten to a point that it's like more like ridiculous like right. you're like what, what do you want from me do you want me to bend over and let you fuck me because you were oppressed
2: i don't
0: it's this non-ending need for people to apologize for Bullshit and at the same time There's this like with Bill Burr's Latest SNL Uh, Yeah. Talk, like, conversation, SNL performance monologue. Yeah. People were, people felt liberated by it because they were laughing at this joke at something that you don't think you're allowed to make fun of anymore. Right. Like, I made a fat joke with you. Yeah. And you take it and you laughed at it. Yeah. But somebody would
2: come in, somebody would be listening to this and be like, he's fat and you shouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. No, I get that about jokes I'm telling about myself. Self, yeah, which I find annoying is that
1: like,
2: I'm, I'm not joking, joking about myself being fat. You don't have to feel bad on my behalf. Yeah, like exactly. this is my catharsis. Why are you telling me that what I'm doing is wrong? Yeah, like
0: uh, there was a the game coming out called Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, and uh, one of the lead creators is a guy called Mike Pondsmith. Yeah, and he's a black dude, yeah. and he's a genius as mm. far as I'm concerned because mm. the way he talks about the design of the entire game is very, mm. very intricate. But there were black people and the, there are black people in the game mm-hmm. and people were berating him on reddit mm-hmm. regarding how like it's offensive to black people you should be ashamed of yourself you should be offended by this and he said first of all who the fuck are you to tell me what to be offended <laughs> about <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, who the fuck? I'm making I'm I'm designing this. I yes. know what I'm doing. I'm having fun with it and yeah. there's nothing to be offended about here. What the fuck is wrong with you?
2: Oh, there's yeah. also hypocrites
0: in this matter as yeah. well. Bill Maher made a joke about fat people. Right. James Corden, who's not really fat. Yeah. He's chubby. He's yeah. chubby as fuck. But not fat. Right. He started telling Bill Maher, you shouldn't
2: joke about this.
0: Right. While continuously making fat jokes himself. Right. So where the hell do you stand about this? I
2: I, I don't know. I mean
0: it's about just being okay with the vocal culture
2: I, I here's here's the here's what I told Little Ruth Miller. It's the you can joke about anything you want, okay. What really matters is not the line they talk about. Your intentions. There's one. That's one thing. I think that Bill Maher can come off as being really abrasive, and he doesn't sit well with me sometimes. Me too. But the thing is, the the subject matter ultimately doesn't matter. You could joke about anything under the sun. I look at people like like Dave Chappelle and Bill Burr. Yeah. And I see that they joke about some really dark shit. Yeah. But they get away with it more or less because of the skill. It's not the subject matters how good you are at writing and performing the joke. Yeah. Right. That is the line. If there is a joke with subject matter that's really dark and you're not good enough to do it don't do it yeah but if you're good enough then go full hand go go completely balls out and and do the joke and if you can jump over the lasers jump over the fucking lasers right Bill Burr has jokes that get really close to him just bombing on stage yeah and he somehow salvages himself like my favorite joke that he does is about when his wife is arguing about Elvis Presley and Paper Tiger uh, I remember it, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. You can say for the podcasters to say, "Lesson, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah." Uh, I mean, I recommend that people actually watch Paper Tiger on Netflix. Yeah, it was very good. Right, right. It was better than his last one too. It was a lot better than his last. The one. Last one wasn't yes, a... mm, it's, it's yeah. It lacked Bill Burr. It lacked. It was it lacked himself. Yeah, I think it was. The, it was like it was a combination of an audience not really knowing the kind of comedian Bill Burr is, and also he was pulling back. Because he kind of had to explain himself mid-performance for people to understand, you know. Yeah. But in Peeper Tiger, there's this really interesting thing where there's nothing you can say about this dude that comes off as, like, bigoted. Yeah. Because... Because I don't know, there's something really sweet about this interracial couple having an argument over cultural appropriation, Mm -hmm. you know, by virtue of being you know, you know, by virtue of like watching Elvis on the TV is like He stole that from black people. He stole it from black people. But now he's like getting the pressure, like, I don't wanna deal with this. (laughs) You're hitting on me like I produced this music. (laughs) I'm just trying to watch it down. She shuts it off and then the wife wants to have, no, don't shut it. I'll let's have a conversation Yeah, about come
1: it. on. Yeah.
2: Like, it's just yeah. a trap that girls always do. <laughs> yeah, no. and Okay, fair enough. Then she makes a bunch of points and it's, okay, that's fine. You made like eight or seven or eight points I can't really argue with. However, however, <laughs> you don't see me whining about you going on a skateboard. Like, hey, that's my culture. You're appropriating my culture. A yeah. dirty kid in San Francisco thought of that. Yeah. You gentrified fuck, you're stealing that. Then she starts laughing. Yeah. Right. And then he buries himself by going, <gasps> you don't see white people complaining when you ride on an airplane from New York to San Francisco yeah. to six to seven hours. And then she stops laughing. Yeah. He goes, That's fucked up. That's fucked. Okay, that's fucked up. That's (laughs) fucked up. Okay, it's fine, I'm sorry, you know. Yeah. Like because if you had the privileges and all of the educational opportunities that white people have, I'm sure black people would have come up with like the airplane, the jet engine everything, yeah. And everything and then he pauses for like three seconds and then he goes, but your music would suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very much. Yeah. Yeah, there's a give and take, isn't it? Yes.
0: <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. oh. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> he somehow... Yeah. That's the perfect example of you found yourself in a hole and then you just, just keep digging. Keep digging yourself. Keep digging. <laughs> and then you realize... Ah, oh, I don't have to go up. I'm king of the mole people now. I don't, have to, I don't need the above ground anymore. What was it that,
0: Did you listen to Louis C.K.'s last um, stand-up special?
2: Oh, no. I didn't have to... I, uh... What happened? You linked it to me, right? And then it's... Like, yeah. My phone... <laughs> then my phone stopped working and then it's like a bunch of shit happened and now I yeah. forgot. I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, but... Yeah. Life happened. Ah, it's okay. It's yeah. all right. But... It's, but... It was really
0: good. I I listened to the one that was leaked mm. before when he was like just hacking out, and he yeah. did cut out some of the jokes that he got under fire for. Mm. One of them was um, I don't know, which one? Which which one of these towns in America has like got another school shooting? Pretty much any one of them had a school shooting. Uh, Stan- Stanford.
2: Oh, uh, no, no. Sandy Hook.
0: Sandy. No, no. Sandy what was. It? Uh, one of these uh, recent school shootings—it's uh, America, just Wait five America. minutes. Yeah, it's uh, one of one of the many blocks that has school yeah. shootings every yeah. often. You'd be surprised if there isn't any school shootings. Yeah. To be honest, funny enough, I did saw a report about the ones that are not reported. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah, the considerable chunk that yeah. the news outlets just don't eh, nah. Just yeah, like uh, <laughs> another one, another one. Uh, But he uh, he did came under fire regarding a joke, which what? the point was misinterpreted. That that um, why should I listen to your? Why should I? Li- because a bunch of the kids who survived the incident went yeah. to the Senate, and they were telling the Senate and. Yeah. Uh, People who were running for presidency, yeah, probably this was like four years ago, like, yeah. <laughs> What you should do about talking about gun control, and will you be taking money from the gun industry and yeah. stuff like that? And he's like, "Why the fuck should I listen to you? Just because you pushed a fat kid out of the way <laughs> and run faster?" It's <laughs> like, "Why should I listen to you?" Right. Uh, but uh, so, but he did deleted that yeah, he joke did. out because he really got under fire for it. Yeah. Now talking about digging yourself out or like mm-hmm. managing to be able to craft a dark joke. In yeah. A way yeah that is preposterously funny yeah in his last special he had this one that is uh, talk about um, I won't like you shouldn't fuck kids you shouldn't fuck a and then he. <laughs> yeah, goes, I think we can all get aboard of that. Yeah he, yeah. he all get like he said. I won't fuck a kid. I won't fuck a kid if my life depended on it. Right. Even if the kid, and then he stuck He kept going on this. Right. Right. On how he won't do it. Yeah. And he says, so, "I won't fuck a kid even if a kid comes to me and says You should fuck me. It's good.' <laughs> like, <laughs> like, get away from me. Get away from <laughs> me. I won't even fuck a kid if it was okay. Right. I won't, I, won't, I, won't, I won't fuck a kid if, if they come to me and say If you fuck this kid No more kids will be
1: fucked
0: <laughs> And then he pauses them and says I gotta have to fuck that kid. <laughs> like, He's just finding s- the line. And then he goes, I'm saving all the children. Yeah. Not you. <laughs> You're gonna be miserable for the rest I of your, your life. life. <laughs> but no, I'm saving all the kids. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's a, yeah, this slippery slope
0: sort of joke, right? Yeah. Like, Next an amateur comedian will be it. Will fuck that up yeah. in a heartbeat. Yeah. The second and the fuck up is always the way that you know the second the guy is gonna start talking like, oh, he's not gonna be able to land
2: this. Yeah, 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 yeah. This gonna be beautiful to watch. And <laughs> what I notice about really good comedians that do dog jokes is that they tend to be older, right? Bill Burr is already bald. Like, yeah. Um, Dave Chappelle sounds like he's been chain smoking his entire life at this point. He's like, yeah. you know, he no longer sounds like this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now he's on steroids yeah, and the, yeah. chain smoking. Yeah, it's really yeah. weird. Like he's he's more buff, but he's clearly gonna give himself lung cancer at this point. It's very it's a weird combination. And Louis C.K. Like I remember when he was a cartoon character on this show called. Um, uh, it was uh, it was uh, John is it John Jonathan Katz professional therapist. It's a show in the nineties. Okay, and it featured all of these comedians that we know and love, Louis C.K. Uh, uh, Mitch Hedberg, yeah, Dom Irira as cartoon oh, characters. Great. As cartoon characters. Check that out. And the premise is that they're all having therapy yeah. by John and by this therapist called John Katz. It's a beautiful show. I love it so much. Um, and I remember when Louis C. K. was just a new comedian and he was on that show. He still had hair. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> okay. On the cartoon. They drew him like they do in real life and he still had hair. Um. Now that now he's basically bald,
1: right? Yeah. He looks
2: in miserable. He looks like he looks like a Van Gogh. Yeah, he did does. chemo now. And a redhead. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's it's he's partially redhead, partially because there's no hair. But it. My point is that you get good at dog jokes yeah. when you embody like when you get older because you you take your time. Yeah. And you don't rush. Yeah. And you don't start getting too excited about it, like, you know triggering the libs or whatever, you know, because that's, that's bullshit. Yeah. What you what you want is to take your time and establish the setup and the premise of the joke and then slowly ramp up. Yeah. Right? Because the problem is with the younger comedians when they do really want to do dark jokes, Damn. they just ram it in. no Ram loop. it in. No loop. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody is like, why
1: the oh. fuck are you here? Yeah,
2: use more loop. Well, mm. the older ones, they'll take their time and establish the joke. Right? Yeah. So... <laughs> so it's like it's a dimmer rather than a switch yeah you don't go from light to dark while you're shitting in the bathroom yeah and you're like what the fuck is going on <laughs> why am I shitting in the dark but if you dim the light you go oh this is kind of nice it's okay. kind of romantic okay now it's a little rapey and now I'm in the dark yeah e- you ease people in yeah. you ease people in like the way that, like, even that the uh, child
0: fuck joke that he did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was having this long pause in right. between every set, so whenever you thought that the joke yeah. is over, yeah, he would come back to. I won't fuck a kid. Yeah. You right. just and then he uh, finishes it. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, he's gonna move on to the next one. Like, I won't fuck a kid. Even if like, no, 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 And Yeah. It just keeps going. Yeah. Just slowly, slowly. Right. Pushes forward. And you're like,
2: yeah. Ah.
1: I get what you're saying.
2: Okay. Now Bill now Dave Chappelle on the other hand, it's the same thing, but it's structural, right? Yeah. He talks about, you know, he'll tell you, you know what my problem is now? I'm I'm just too good at this. <laughs> <laughs> he starts with a ridiculous premise. Yeah. Right. He does. Then he tells you the punchline.
1: Yeah.
2: Right. And the punchline is night the punchline is then I kicked her in the pussy. Yeah. Yeah. And then he'll go into this long story. Coming like, back to it. And then he'll come back to it, like, 20 minutes later. As like, a closer. As a closer. And, like, ah!
1: <laughs> yeah. Like,
0: the thing about his is that he's so effortless doing, so, doing it that you can tell, like... Mm. You can tell he's telling a joke. Mm. You can tell like it feels if every time I see his special, it feels personal. Right. He's always kind of leaning in, yeah. and he's. It doesn't seem like he. It seems like he's spitballing. Yeah. Really. Yeah. yeah. But then you, once it's over, you're like, son of a oh bitch, bitch, he got me. You're yeah. Like, ah. It's like one of these bank heists. Like my dream is yeah. to be at the. I'll never be as good as Dave Chappelle for sure, but mm. that's a, that uh the one that he had called the bird yeah, um, the bird bird revelation. the bird revelation in a very he was sitting down in a yeah. very small room. Yeah, yeah. This was like his tree <coughs> Pat, like three years ago four right. years ago he's in a small room talks about the book called Pimp yeah yeah Iceberg yeah. Slim. Iceberg Slim. yeah I read that book
2: I got the audio book yeah <laughs> it's got the audio so, book. so fucking dark yeah it and is it's so good. good yeah yeah
0: it's so good yeah, yeah. Iceberg yeah. Slim that's a very good book yeah very articulate man very, very articulate man. Yeah, yeah, yeah very yeah. educated yeah. yeah IQ of um,
2: 145 150 oh, yeah yeah So, yeah, Yeah. then you got, um, then you got Bill Burr and his whole thing is he tells the story, right? And then he prefaces each step of the story with explaining, I'm a fucking idiot, right? Yeah. Yeah. Presents himself as a fool. Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of take it, it puts him at the, it gives him a pass. Yeah. Because it's like I don't actually believe this shit, but I can't help myself because I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah, you know. And he's angry the whole time. So you're like, are you a buffoon? Or are you genuinely angry? <laughs> are you angry at the fact that you're an idiot?
0: Oh man, he's. Uh, I, re- I th- 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 sorry to derail this one, but he talks about. I listen to his uh, podcast yeah. occasionally. Yeah. And I st- recently saw this video that says like, Bill Bear berating his own sponsors for 15 minutes <laughs> uh, every time on this podcast he gets a new sponsor <laughs> one of them he, he said I think this is a scam it was a fantasy space ball thing it says like you'll earn the money for 1 million dollars in a day if you do this oh, unless you lose <laughs> and I said guys I think this is a scam <laughs> And then it goes on. There was one in particular which they sent him the copy. Yeah. And he can stick with a copy. Right. You see? And the, the, the product was a flower. You send flower gift box to yeah, people. Yeah. And it's a Valentine's Day. He's coming over. <laughs> Nothing will make your girl happier than to take the flower and be, beat her in the cunt with it. <laughs>
2: What is wrong with you, Bill? Why do you keep shooting yourself in the dick? you the Oh, God, <laughs>
0: God bless. Because we're here for Valentine's <laughs> God bless. <laughs> and there was another one. They told her that they sent him a... They sent him and. Uh, the it, it was an alarm a door door alarm yeah and it was like for twenty five for right now for fifty percent off you can only get it for thirty five bucks but it's still kind of expensive. <laughs> your house comes with an alarm. With a, your house comes with a doorbell. Why the fuck would you want to buy that? He can't help himself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he can. Suddenly, was, like he yeah. finds something. Something snaps in his head, yeah. and he just has like, to really release it yeah yeah uh, it's like a, the one the his famous one was called Sherry's Berries. Yeah. Where he was laughing. He's yeah. like,
2: Sherry's Berries? What the fuck am I
1: saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're Sherry's Berries.
0: And then he lost them recently. Yeah. Because he said, like, white chocolate, white cover chocolate. Because <laughs> yeah. now they put on a, a clan hood.
1: Like,
2: KKK hood. And then, like, immediately they cancelled it. Oh, God. It's it's like, you know, you know, pointing the elephant out in the room, right? Yeah. It's like this motherfucker has a circus, like, parade of elephants going through his living room. And all he can do is like,
1: elephant, elephant, elephant! fucking elephant. He can't
2: ignore fucking it. Fucking elephant. You know? He can't, he can't, he can't it. help. He can't help it. Yeah. <laughs> God bless him, though it's it's really cool though to see like as they've aged and mellowed out how they take the inability to keep your mouth shut about things you see yeah and really spread it out yeah you know that's something I really hope to achieve because we're all sort of young and we still haven't really developed the patience to just like, so here's the thing. Because we want to keep hitting them with joke after, joke after joke after joke after joke. You want that rush. You want that rush. And you don't have so you don't have enough time. You got three to five, maybe like at best I got fifteen minutes. Okay? Yeah. And that can feel like a really long time on stage as well, but suddenly you realize it might not be enough time for the kind of things I want to do. Yeah. Like if you got a long storytelling bit and whatnot. Um. So far, I'm lucky. All of my storytelling bits are about you know things that things that are just situations, not stories. Yeah. Like when, like when I go to a mama shop. This actually happened to me. I go to a mama shop, and I'm eating. I'm mid meal, and some dude tries to sell me a belt yeah 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 <laughs> and it's just like at what point did you think that my that my pants was gonna be fucking loose <laughs> like that's that's that little bit of me that's like Bill burr, like you can't help but see the absurdity of the situation, yeah, but it's like you still have enough self control to not tell the dude there and then, yeah, but you go off to somebody who will listen to you and you go mm-hmm. Why the fuck does this dude think that my pants won't stay up (laughs) after I've eaten enough food at three (laughs) p.m. calling it lunch? (laughs) Enough to feed wartime Yemen.
0: (laughs) One question. uh, Yeah, I think we end the podcast with this. What is the darkest joke you've ever heard? That is your favorite.
2: Uh, the darkest joke I ever heard. Yeah, they're all kind of dark. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're all they're all kind of dark. Recently, yeah, recently it was it wasn't even a comedian. It was just a couple of like young kids just like reacting to Reddit posts. Mm-hmm. Right, and it wasn't that the joke was especially dark. It's just, it's just a really young girl in her twenties who's like really sort of like wholesome and innocent, and it's her boyfriend that's doing all of the shitty dark jokes. Uh-huh. Right, and one time the Reddit post was about like Hiroshima or something, yeah, and or like a mushroom cloud. Right, the 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 comic book was about two people looking at clouds in the sky. Oh, that one looks like a giraffe, and oh, that one looks like a butterfly. Oh, that one looks like a mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: and then the fuck is vaporized. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, wow. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I know. Oh, wow.
2: And then the, her boyfriend was like, ah, oh, that's what happened in Hiroshima. You can't roast people. That's why you can't roast japan about hiroshima and then she says because they roasted them once already (laughs) and i was like damn damn i gotta pause and just take a walk oh shit she's like i thought you were wholesome bitch (laughs) i thought you were nice and sweet that's why i like you (laughs) It turns out your heart is made of black darkness and tar. Bitch! Oh my god! It's not that the joke is dark, especially it's who it's coming out of. Sometimes. Yeah, that too. Right. Sometimes it can come out of the
0: unexpected. Before. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which yeah. also gives you a glimpse into their your soul. You're like, oh, you're
2: fucked up. You, yeah. just, have to hi- you just hide it well. Yeah. yeah. Like, my fav- my one of my favorite jokes is actually told by my mom. Uh-huh. And she she tries to, like, get on my level to relate to what I do. Yeah. And most of the time, it's just, like, silly mom jokes, right? They're just, like, weird puns. Mm-hmm. But one time, it was, like, I I can't remember who it was. I think it was somebody very notable in in government, in US government, died. Yeah. And it was during the coronavirus. And then Trump got the coronavirus. Yeah. And then my mom just, like, over dinner, you know, all these people dying in America, and yet they're not like taking steps to stop the virus. You could say that America's uh, flag is at half mask. (laughs) I'm like... (sighs) I got got up and I just Just had to
0: take a walk. Oh, mom. Holy shit. (laughs) Jesus, mom. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, wow. I had to breathe for a second there. Just, oh, shit. (laughs) I think we can end on that. Yeah. (laughs) Hope you enjoyed that, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) This was a weird mishmash of a
2: podcast. Yeah. We went from self-actualization to moms making really dark jokes. Yeah. Mom, yeah. My mom. (laughs)
0: Oh. Yeah. it was like every curse word I love, I every curse word I know in my life I got it from my mom oh that's love right there. <laughs> oh that's love and yeah. she's like don't say that don't say yes. that and she gets angry and I'm like, fucking cuss <laughs> 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 like, and then like when I say something I don't say that like toward her or yeah. I try to say it around her or anything yeah. but like she has heard me say it like when yeah. I talking to my brother or something and I'm like where did you hear that like you, you you said that mom <laughs> um, I was seven and you were throwing darts at me <laughs> <laughs> you said that no <laughs> oh god i hope you enjoyed it guys yeah <laughs> till next week yeah <laughs> next so, week you want to do it yeah no yeah. definitely definitely i'll bring the lube, <laughs> bring the lube. <laughs> i get the balls
1: <laughs> all right toodles, toodles. bye-bye bye-bye All right, we got it. Oh. Yeah, episode four. Four. Nice. Mm-hmm. <coughs> I might want to check this, I don't
0: know the The quality EP level.